You're listening to WeP3 Radio on the Foxhole Internet Radio Network. Currently, Mike Vanell. Love looks good on you. Even if I had amnesia, I'd still love you. I can promise that I'm never gonna leave you. Girl, it's true. You got that kind of love that makes a man wanna change his ways. Not something that happened overnight, girls. It's like instantly. You got it! You're watching or listening to We Got Your Six and Six Major Playtime. We are We the People, the People's Patriot Project. The People's Patriot Project, and I am here to welcome you to our show that we do weekly called We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. Every week we bring you a guest and we're bringing you, um, well, we turn this into a podcast as well. Uh, We share the good and not so good things that are happening in our world. This week we have some incredible guests joining us. We've got Amanda Held sharing her mission with Hooves, H-O-O-V-E-S, And we will be joined by Jeremiah Bones, and he'll be sharing his music, both recorded and live. And I just want to tell you, just let us know if you think you've seen him before. We'll see if that happens. Um, We do have uh, some guests chiming in already, and it's much appreciated. We also know why we get to do this. Thank you to our brothers and sisters that are service members and first responders, those that have committed their time, sweat, blood, limbs, family, and life to give us the freedoms that we have that allow us to do what we do daily. Before we get started with this week's show, I wanna ask you to take off your hats, stand if you can and cover your heart to join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. 
And welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? Oh, here we go. How are we doing? Sure. Wait a minute. Boom. Pearson doesn't have a hat on. I don't even know who he is. That's that's what was wrong. I had to figure it out. I had to fix it. I had to fix it. Boom, here we are. Man, February 25th episode. We're 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 trekking up on we we gotta start uh having a conversation about what we're gonna do for our two hundredth episode because uh we are about uh we're not very far away. We're eleven away, so two months, two months, and we will look at all these people coming through, coming. These are all Amanda's friends. I'm confident because I'm not sure that Jeremiah has any, but uh, <laughs> I know I don't have any, and uh, that's not true. That's not true. Um, but uh, the people coming through, Derek Iosa, good to see you here, brother. Blue Catfish 8. February 26th. That's tomorrow. It's a Carpe Diem day, and most of us will get caught up in regretting, reminiscing, worrying, making plans for the future. But between all of that, we forget that the only moment we have is the, the moment that we're living in right now. Um, and the phrase carpe diem, which uh, means seize the day, reminds us to celebrate every joy and opportunity that life has given us and to live life to the best of our ability. It's a day to ponder upon the vulnerability of life, which also, while also feeling grateful for it. Take the day to make amends with someone from your past, practice positive affirmations, or take some time to do something kind for someone else for absolutely no reason at all. Use this day as a reminder that no matter where you are in life right now, it could be worse. So look for all the small joys in life and remember that today is, I said, yeah, today is as temporary as yesterday. I'm sorry when I was reading that, it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> today is as temporary as yesterday. Today is where dreams are fulfilled. Seize them. Carpe diem. March 1st is Peace Corps Day. Uh, President John F. Ken Kennedy established Peace Corps as a U.S. agency of volunteers on March 1st of 1961. The Peace Corps program has six project sectors, which are agriculture, environment, community, economic development, health education, and youth and development. In order to apply for the Peace Corps, you must be 18 years old, U.S. citizen. And the process will take six to eight months to complete, so you can, and you can only apply to one placement per year, uh, which can be narrowed down to uh, a country of your choosing. If selected, they are expected to serve in that foreign country for two years, and they will undergo training for three months before they can go. There are a total of 7,334 volunteers or trainees in the program uh, currently. So um, that's all I got for news tonight. I um, did forget there is one more piece of news that I forgot to bring up. Um, oh, yeah. Um, today is National Jessica Day. And to some of y'all, that's probably not important. <laughs> but to my wife... Jessica, it was very important. And she says, Are you gonna mention me on the show tonight? And I was like, No, How honey. Times we gotta talk about this oh, lady in a week. Come on. <laughs> Wasn't it just her birthday too? I mean, I yeah. Can, I can, yeah, she gets I a whole week. This 
like from her birthday. It, it's ridiculous. It really is. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Jessica. We love you. Keep doing your thing and supporting that big guy on the far left. <laughs> from the Miss Kim Winter. Well, this one that I chose for tonight kind of ran with what you were saying with. It's called Today There Is No Reason for a Detour. The way my demons are affecting me right now, they pretty much are letting me be. But since they are not bugging me as much, is this because I'm keeping my foot on the clutch? I'm waiting for them to show their nasty face. But it still seems like they are in cyberspace, like they're just waiting to attack, cruising around in their Cadillac, just wanting to meet me on my healing avenue. If they do, what is it I'm supposed to do? My avenue is a one-way, one lane. To my soul, it is the main vein. There, today, there are, today there is no reason for a detour. I don't want to to put the metal to the floor. I'm waiting to take the scenic route because that's what my life should be about. Stopping when I want to, to take in life's beauty that now feels like it's my duty. There's no foul weather today so I can drive, just allowing my soul to be alive, breathing freely and making it count. For this, I cannot place any amount. It's more precious than a bar's of gold. Today my soul can't be sold. I in the past have ha have let this happen, sadly, but in my defense, it happened in a state of being madly. I know excuses are a dime a dozen these days, but I pray it's genuine. It's a genuine stage and not a fake phase, because of this feeling I am enjoying today. I want to stop on my healing avenue and take time to play and to giggle and have a good time. This is what I'm hoping to find and make it mine. We have never been so blessed than when Miss Kimmer decided to come on and be part of a part of the WP3 team. Um, thank you for your amazing words, Miss Winter. And, uh, and the hard work and effort you put into helping uh, others and peer support, uh, your certification in, in that in this last week. Derek Iozio, the, the one who has mentored you, has I just, what an amazing network of human beings we have. Derek Iozio is with Catch 22 down there in El Paso. Um, San Antonio. I'll get it right eventually. Um, <laughs> I always mess that one up. I it is what it is. It's in the notes even, so it is where we're at. Um, Operation Tex is strong. That Bobby, 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 Bobby Crutzinger and his amazing wife. Thank you guys for always being here and and the amazing mission you have down there in Texas. Uh, Tell us real quick, what number of RV are you on right now, Kretzinger's? Uh Operation Texas Strong donates RVs to homeless veterans to make sure that they have a home and a place to lay their head. And uh, they do an amazing job. Um, and Chris Turner in the house. You know, it, 
you're a blessing, brother. Uh, he <laughs> he was doing his one of his buddy checks right now as the show is starting, and uh, and I I'm excited. I'm, I'll call you back later, brother. I promise. Uh, you've been on my heart, been and they've got an event coming up this week down in Nashville with the Stop Twenty Two Tour tour. Am I having a stroke? What is going on here? Um, uh, they they got a whole crew down there in Nashville going on and uh, raising funds and resources for uh, uh, Mr. Johnson and the canine program that he runs. And so uh, keep an eye open for that. And uh, we wish we were coming down. We actually are very sad we're missing this one because uh, we don't like missing those events. But uh, we had been trying to get there. But let's talk about who we got on here today. We have the amazing Amanda Held. And uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Bones here tonight. And we had the question, have we seen this guy before? Hmm. Hmm. Did he come on as Jeremiah Bones before? Hmm. New but different. He's he's incognito. I, I think he's got a doppelganger. <laughs> Jeremiah Bones. Tell us about that real quick. What, what's up with Jeremiah Bones? Yeah. Well, so it, it is my name, but it's not. It uh it saves me a lot of time when I use this name because my normal name is Gambone, and everybody loves to pronounce it Gamboni for some reason. So I always got to tell them, no, it's Gambone, like Bones. So I figured I'd just cut out the middleman and just go straight to Bones. But then I found out in the music world there's already like three professional Dave Bones musicians. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use my middle name. Here we are. Jeremiah Bones, and we're going to hear his amazing, amazing music tonight. Um, it was just happenstance that we got to meet Jeremiah, David, um, several weeks ago, and it just has been a whirlwind of opportunity and, and just create. And if you had been here listening to pre-show, listen to Amanda and Jeremiah just, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it just, it was a match made in heaven kind of thing, you know, it's uh <laughs> It would like swipe left, swipe swipe right, but I I know everyone is uh, you know taking care of each other in their own world. But uh, it was just like holy cow! Listen to these guys, and that's exactly why we do what we do uh, to network, to build, to grow. Uh, the conversation was I wish we were doing more together, and that's exactly why we built the People's Patriot Project and the way we built it. And so uh, again tonight, if you have time, depending on how long this goes. Make sure you guys can hang out for the, the post events where we get to talk about collaboration and how we're going to fit into each other's lives. So uh, don't go anywhere at the end of the show, Amanda and Jeremiah. Miss Held, Hooves, Killing of Our Veterans Equine Services. Tell us what it is. So the mission of Hooves is to enlist rescued horses to rescue veterans. So we help veterans that are struggling with service-connected stress, suicidal ideation, feel like they're lost in life through a five-day healing intensive at our farm and sanctuary in Northwest Ohio. And we fly veterans in from all over the country. And we've even helped two from Canada who served alongside of us in Afghanistan. And uh, we, provide these five-day healing intensives, and we have six areas of transformation that we focus on when they come out to the farm. So 
we the first thing we do is what we call discovering the human blueprint and i like to say you're not who you were before you joined the military right but you're also not who you were when you were in the military and i believe that when people leave their military career if they don't have a purpose to connect to they will struggle that's what happened to me in my personal story so we really help them find out who they are today uh, and what drives them. And we teach them how to empower their lives. And then we also go back and teach them how tools to integrate their own challenges in life. And I think one of the biggest barriers to attending our program is people are like, well, I'm tired of talking about it. I don't want to tell my story anymore. I don't want to rehash my story. And I go to all these people and blah, blah, blah. But well, we're a non-clinical program. So everything that we do is holistic and nature-based. And the first thing I tell people when they get there is your story is important. Okay, your story is important. It's part of who you are, but it's also killing you. So I'm going to invite you to take your story and put it in a box on a shelf for five days. And when we're done, you can have it right back if you want it. No one's ever taken it back so far but you can have it back if you want it. And so we teach people how to go beyond their stories and we say, move from being a victim of your history to a master of your destiny. And so there's two ways to, to share a story. Uh, we can either run a story and that's from like the victim energy of complaining about what has happened to us, or we can go in and find that post-traumatic growth component where it's like, we're not negating that this was horrific and it sucked and you know we never wanna denounce the challenges that we face because they're so important to us. But also what's the other side of that? Okay, you're going back to this moment where you have trauma and you're judging that moment, but who did you have to be to get through that? And who have you had to be since you've experienced that? And how can you take those things, that part of your story and empower yourself and then go out and create the ripple effect and empower those around you. And so um, right now we're seeing a 91% reduction in suicidal ideation for, for our graduates of our program. And I think the most important thing about what we do, and I tell everybody that that shows up, like my, my day one speech is, um, I can't heal you. Nobody can heal you. Only you can heal yourself. And if you put in the work, I guarantee, I've never seen it not work. I 100% guarantee this work with the caveat that you have to do the work. And um, I think another part for veterans, just from what I've observed and, and experienced and what I've experienced personally, um, is that everybody's attached to your healing. Like your family wants you to heal and the people at the VA want you to heal. And your therapist wants you to heal and your doctor wants you to heal. And sometimes it's like, damn it, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm letting everybody down because I can't heal. That's how I felt. And um, so I just like to like remove that immediately when people show up and I tell people like, hey, listen, um, I've done the work and I've healed. And so whether you come here and you lay by the pool, we've got a beautiful swimming pool, we have great food, it's a really relaxing sanctuary. So whether you come and you veg for five days or you get here and you do the work and you go all in and you you change your life. When you leave, I sleep great. I sleep great because I did the work. 
And so I'm not attached to anybody's healing and there's literally no pressure. And so those are the things that, that people say after the fact that really help them and actually get them results. You know, we have people that have been with therapists in the VA and, and not that there's anything wrong with therapy, I'm not knocking it, but sometimes people get stuck for 10 years and they say, oh my gosh, I've healed more in a couple of days than I, than I have in 10 years. And I, I really believe it's the framework that we use and um, giving that power back to each person that comes here. That was a lot. This feel stuff is not what most men want to, they, 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 they've never been in those positions. And so we've been using these archaic means, mainly medication, and creating these mass amounts of cocktails of, to, to help remedy what, what these people are going through. You've got, and this is a piece that we've been working on a long time, you've got that personal relationship touch thing going on in your space with the programming that you have. It's face-to-face. It's one-on-one. It's and you're using the equine to, to help in those processes, but there's there's a physical presence in that space. It's not a medication. It's not a, hey, deal with this on your own or go play video games or go deal with it with your buddies or go down to the corner bar. or go. And all those are fine. I, don't get me wrong. I, I love going to the corner bar. But um, how long? We're tired. I'm going to tell you. I, I'm tired of walking into VFWs and legions and just seeing the smoky, stale atmosphere. And when we like to go skiing and we like to go side by side motor riding and we like to ride horses and we like, Miss Hope. Yeah. Uh, so can I just, I just need to respond to what you just said because yeah. yeah. I, I think it needs to be really needs to be foot stomped and it's such a huge part because our, our psychology is archaic. We have evolved as humans and our psychology doesn't treat our biology. And so I feel like our psychology focuses on managing symptoms and we can treat those symptoms. Oh, you feel angry, uh, go take a walk, uh, go paint a picture, go avoid, 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 avoid. And we're not getting to the root of what's really going on. And the root that's really going on is there's there are emotions trapped in your body that have to be processed. They have to be. And the only way to do that is to, to feel them, right? But you can't heal in the environment in which you were harmed. And you can't heal in an environment where people need you, depend on you, are gonna, you know, be coming to you for things. You have to you have to leave to get that perspective. And that's why we've chosen to do things the way that we do. And our our online classes informative and great. Yes, can you learn a ton of stuff on YouTube? Absolutely. But I, I personally, in 2010, had a, an unsuccessful suicide attempt because I lost my, I felt like I lost my purpose when I got out of active duty. I, I struggled. I, they were just telling me, oh, well, avoid, avoid, avoid. You know, if you feel bad, go do something else. And one day I was like, I can't take this anymore. You know, and when you get in, get in that part of your brain, like you really believe things that aren't true. Like, People would be better off if I was just not here anymore. And I ended up in the hospital and they had me, I mean, I was at one point I was so sedated that I was drooling on myself. And they said, you will never heal 
you will never you will never regain quality of life. You're too mentally ill. You have complex PTSD. You just have to take these meds for the rest of your life and just be you know, hey, it's just like having diabetes. Um, you know, whatever, which you can also heal diabetes. But I will not digress. But anyway, long story short, I I found myself in this moment of like, is this really going to be the the rest of my life? Because if it is, then I don't want to live even more than I didn't want to live when I took that bottle of Xanax. <laughs> and so I just, you know, it was like this, this convicting moment of like, the doctors can't help me and nobody's coming to save me. So I've got to save myself. And that's really what everything that we do is based on you saving yourself. So you have control over your healing and nobody else can heal you. People can give you input, they can show you things. Um, but I think that everything that you said is so important. Listen, I was diagnosed with complex PTSD, uh, bipolar disorder, manic depression. And after figuring out the process that I used to heal, I haven't had a symptom in over 10 years. I've been taking a pill in over 10 years. And this isn't just like, oh, I've been better for six months. It's been a decade. So I know this stuff works. And I think I'm frustrated because I, I know that it works and I, and it's not just me now we've, there's been 400 veterans through our program and, and also their spouses, because we provide the same care for, for spouses. And, um, you know, I just, I found myself, this is a prelude to the trailer, but I found myself one day saying, damn it. Like, I need people to see this. I need people to know because everybody's like, oh, you let people come out and pet your horses. That's so healing. How nice. And I'm like, no, this is radical transformation. And I'm so pissed off. And then God like spoke to me and he was like, you're going to film a documentary and you're going to take the world inside your healing intensives. And I was like, okay. And so I did. I, I and, and like God told me even who I was supposed to contact. And it was hilarious because Josh, our producer, was a, a wedding videographer. And when we were working with other camera people at the time, the God was like very specific. He was like, you will use this person. And I, I emailed Josh and I was like, hey, like, here's my thoughts. And he's like, what do you do? Like, you, what? And he, he's like, okay, I think he probably just needed the money. But he was like, okay, like, here's a quote. I'll do it. And it was so funny because... Like, you know, we were a little bit restricted on time and we couldn't afford as many for as many people to be mic'd up as we wanted. And, you know, we had to like cut some fat, but we made it work. And then he came up to me after the filming was over and he was like, okay, so for next time, I think me and my guys can bring tents. We'll, we'll camp out in the back. We'll capture every single moment of this and so on and so on and so on. So um, before we roll the trailer, I, I just want to give like my most heartfelt thank you to Josh, because I know that I sounded like a crazy person. I don't think I, I don't think I told him that God told me to call him until after he knew how crazy we were. But, um, you know, he was like my life. And, and this was my that further validation. He was like, my life has transformed just by filming it. And so I know that when this documentary is released, that it will kill millions of people because it's showing just enough information about what happens, but that people are still getting the lessons and the perspectives of the people going through. Um, and then I also wanna thank the, the eight brave veterans that were so vulnerable to allow us to come in and 
you know, I mean, the camera crews were very tactful. We, we didn't really notice they were there, but, you know, these eight veterans really put themselves out there and there, there was a lot of emotional stuff spilled on camera, but, but anyway, I just know that this is, this is going to, this is going to save lives. I know that it will. And I cannot wait for the world to see it. Check this out. What I was going through is PTSD. It was just something I dealt with, and now I just live with it. It cost me a marriage, a relationship with two of my daughters. I feel like I'm in a cage, and there's no key, there's no door. I'm just in a cage, and no one can get me out, and I can't get myself out. Since 06, I've been through every program, rehab, inpatient, outpatient, class or program, whatever you want to call it, medicine that the VA can, can offer, not to mention numerous private rehabs. As of most recent, I did a 15-month stint in prison. I have set myself up in the past that this is going to be some kind of something. It's going to change me or do this or do that. And it's never been the case, but um, it, it was life-changing for me. I can honestly say that. Welcome. My name is Amanda, and uh, I'm the founder of Hooves, and I will be your facilitator for the next four days. In 2010, I found myself uh, hospitalized after a suicide attempt that was unsuccessful. I was medicated out of my mind, and I was told I would never be functioning, and that I had to just continue on this medication and, and be happy with what little quality of life I had, which wasn't much because I was so sedated. What I did realize in that moment, though, was that nobody was coming to save me and that if I was going to heal, I had to save myself. And so Hooves is really the creation of me saving myself, and now I get to share that um, with all of you, and that's super inspiring, and I'm incredibly grateful for that opportunity. The horse is the conduit to the message that we have within us. It just takes something else to get it out, and that's what that's what they do for us. Nobody seems to want to protect us, but we can protect ourselves with this knowledge. Can we leave it all behind? Try and imagine every line. The tools that we teach are really powerful, and they, they will change your life, and I 100% guarantee this work if you do the work. Uh, he pointed out several different things that are actually true about my life. He showed me that, you know, I got, I got to let go of some things to be able to move past some, some uh, areas of my life that have been tripping me up. It's definitely telling and just a different way to look at things, I guess, you know, and do I really need to change something about myself? If you're ready 
free to say, you know what, I'm tired of this. I heard life-changing a lot before I got here, thinking, oh, whatever. Haven't done it. It really is. It totally changes my entire perspective. That's amazing. Hmm. I'm having a moment here because, I mean, I'm hearing the words that are coming from Amanda. And we try to keep this pretty pretty loose and pretty uh, laid back and pretty uh, cool. I, Amanda, I'm, I probably will offend you here with the word I'm going to use. And I'm just going to who the fuck are these professionals that are telling people that they are incapable of healing and getting better? Who are you? Go away. Let our own take care of our own. Let us figure it out. Let us come together. If you are hurting, reach out to all of us, brothers and sisters. I am so angry right now. Look at the amount of passion and movement that happened in that little clip. Just, it's a tiny clip, but it's, you can tell. There's things that we have done, and again, I don't want to take away from Amanda and everything, but when we get to stand in a room full of people and travel the country and be involved with people that are just so excited to share about what they did to help other veterans, other first responders, the the help is there. It's all here. It's here. I can point you to, in the last three years since we've done this show, you know, roughly 300 organizations that will reach out to you, brothers and sisters. Amanda is ready to roll. we got to fund these programs. The craziness is we've got Jeremiah here, David, uh, who is doing the same thing in a different space. And the biggest piece about this, we said this in the pre-show, the most important part about this is the collaboration. And is the working together and putting everything under one roof, so to speak. And not one roof, because it's not. In, in the reality is there are different baits that catch different fish. And every one of these fish we're trying to catch have different needs. And these fish are brothers and sisters who have laid it on the line. Why are they deserving of it? Because they've done more than the rest of those 90% who lay their big fat heads on the pillows of freedom every single day, not even questioning, why do I get to go eat my or drink my mocha mulatte chai bull crap chino? Um, gosh, you got, you got me worked up here, Amanda. This is your <laughs> that's, that's what I do. If you uh, haven't hey. noticed, I'm a little intense. I'd also <laughs> like to say I like those chai bull crappuccinos. <laughs> yeah but i don't think you question why you have the freedom to walk out your door at any time to go get it nope not at all not at all and i think that's it, something you know there's there's respect to be given there as well because uh how easy is it to to sit in a protected area and scoff at, at battles we know nothing about right and and how many times have we all been guilty of those things and how many and even more so is society who has no idea what we go through you know, as first responders and veterans and th- the things that we're exposed to. And so uh, I think I think it's really telling of our society. But, you know, I'm super grateful for organizations like Hooves and, and others that we've met over the years through this work, because it literally takes all of us. 
And then we have amazing brothers and sisters. And I don't know who this is. It could be Adam Bird of uh, uh, Heroes Media Group, or it could be Gabe of Trinity Productions. Nonetheless, uh, we love our brothers uh, and our family and those. And this is the real Gabe. Oops, it's coming in, coming out. Got it. Uh, you, yes. You, you can't, I, we don't even know who that is. Peterson. There is no Peterson on this show, just so you know. Uh, thank you for uh, having your energy, your mission, your passion, and uh, that it allows us people who can be very vocal to get it out there, put it out there, make sure it's out there, make sure people feel it, know it, and that it exists. And that's, uh, we're going to continue to do that. That conversation about collaboration is huge, and we're not going to let that die. But it's it's not for this space right now. It's we'll get it going. But wait, I remember about fifteen minutes ago. I think Peterson said something about that was my rant for tonight. Look at this. <laughs> this is rant number two. Let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. All right, Amanda, we're not done with you. Hang in there, okay? We got to hear about this other guy. What he's trying to get done. Um, Jeremiah Bones, we're here to talk about your music now, brother. Tell us what you're doing, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, so I just released my debut single, uh, She Wouldn't Go. Um, I know we, we got to touch on that a little bit last time. Uh, it was a big step for me kind of stepping out as a new artist, uh, cause this is something that's been on my heart for a long time that, uh, you know, was always kind of on the back burner, like, oh, I'll get around to it. Uh, I've been writing songs for about 15 years, um, and I've been, uh, you know, playing guitar for, jeez, uh, not nearly that long. Uh, probably about seven, seven years or so I've been playing. And um, I, I, when I got out of the Army, uh, I was in a band, you know, we're, we're prepared to, to release an album there. And uh, that kind of imploded. There was some, some rough stuff that went on in the middle of me kind of not having an outlet anymore. Um, so... You know, I didn't have music as an outlet after that happened, and that was in the midst of me being in a, a really rough year in 2019 when I lost five people. And so it took me about a year to be able to write music again. And when I did, uh, it just started flowing out of me. It was like it was like the floodgates opened, and there was, uh, there was just all this writing and all these things that I just felt I needed to get off my chest. And as I started navigating through that stuff, this album came to be. And so uh, my upcoming debut album is called Bottled Up. Uh, it's a double entendre there um, because I feel like a lot of these songs have been kind of bottled up in me over the last 15 or so years. Um, some are that old, some not so much. But, uh, you know, it's, it's really just kind of a, a chronicle of what my life has been over these last 15, 20 years and some of the things I've, I've had to uh, go through and learn from. I, uh, I love I love storytelling. I absolutely love writing. It's my favorite outlet of all time. I, uh, I write all kinds of stuff, not just music, but um, it's been extremely therapeutic for me, among other things. And it's been a massive part of my healing journey. And after sharing a couple of my songs with some people, you know, there was a lot of people that really encouraged me to keep going and uh, and to, to see what I could do. So I, I got hooked up with uh, Absent State Productions out of uh, Monticello, Illinois. And they're uh, they're producing my my first album. I released my first song. I'm a uh, I'm a film theater and marketing major at Fitchburg State University. Shout out. 
uh, using my GI Bill, putting it to good use. And so uh, I, I really love film. I love telling stories. And uh, and so we filmed the music video for my first song, She Wouldn't Go, and produced it all ourselves and everything and put it out there. And uh, we got a handful more songs coming out before the album drops. But I'm really excited to share it with everybody because I got 13 songs that are entirely written wholeheartedly by me and based on life experience. And uh, I really just want to continue my own journey in helping people and helping people communicate about their own hurts or past traumas. Cause Lord knows I've had a few. So uh, I just, I think it's important to be vocal about that stuff and, uh, and also have fun while doing it. You know, not every song that I write is about some deep meaningful thing, you know, uh, some of it's just kind of cutting loose and, and doing whatever. And so uh, I make the joke because I'm from Massachusetts that I had to come out to my family as a country musician uh, because uh, it's not it's not a genre that's too prevalent up here. But I will say that Country Fest every year, Gillette Stadium, man, you wouldn't believe how many country fans there are in New England. So um, I, I'm just really excited to um, to, you know, to put this stuff out there and uh, to show people what I've been working on. I'm, uh, I'm actually getting featured this month on a Boston country radio station uh, for my single. So. Uh, that's a huge achievement. I didn't see that one coming, kind of came out of nowhere. And, uh, I'm really excited to see what happens from there. You got a lead in for the song. She wouldn't go. Uh, well, I mean, I can tell you that I wrote, so it was actually, yes, I do. Uh, long story short. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be a real long, long winded answer as uh, I can't ever seem to shut up. So, um, she wouldn't go was, uh, actually the third song I ever wrote on my own. Um, and I wrote it at a time when my wife and I were separated, uh, for various reasons. And it was an inward reflection of everything that, that I had going on in my head. You know, um, I'm a firm believer that, um, there's only three things that separate any human being on this earth. And that's circumstances, opportunities, and choices. Aside from those three things, we're the exact same up and down across the board. Doesn't matter race, religion, gender, creed, none of that. Um, and so, when I was in the, in the midst of this, this hardship stuff, uh, the best advice that I was given was to be, uh, was to take 100% accountability for my 50% in the relationship as to where it had gotten into why. Right. And so, uh, that's where this song came from, uh, doing some, some real honest accountability and, and self-reflection and inward reflection, um, and just kind of, kind of being vulnerable in that way. And, uh, we didn't know that this was going to be my first release. And so I find it really fitting because this particular time in my life was probably one of the hardest. And, uh, and to have something beauty, come, some of the beauty come from the ashes is just something that uh, I'm forever in awe about. Cause uh, I understand that these are my songs, but I really don't understand where they come from. Like I, I hear music in my head all the time. I'm always right. I don't know. I don't know what the channel is that I'm tuned into, but I'm, I'm grateful that I'm the only one that can hear it. And uh, I try to put that stuff out there. And so so this song is, is one that I wrote. And when I when I heard the fully produced version of it, uh, I knew wholeheartedly that that was the first song we had to put out because it would really kind of set the tone for the whole record. So I'm really excited to uh, to put it out there and to get y'all's thoughts on it. This is Jeremiah Bones and she wouldn't go. Sure. 
Jeremiah Bones and she wouldn't go. Um, fire. The energy tonight is absolute fire. Um, powerful song. Uh, love the single Haas. That was from Chris Turner, musician down in uh, Great Oops, Great Friend from uh, uh, why am I bleeding? Nashville. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> many things I want. Um, I got reprimanded recently from someone that says Quit engineering the show, just talk, and we got stuff to do, man. We got stuff to do. Um, take your pride. I should have thrown that one here. Throw, yeah, throw that on the end of that bad boy. Um, we get that up on WeP3 Radio. Make sure, hey, everyone, I need you to go check out WeP3 Radio. It is growing fast, it's huge, it's big. It is only veteran and first responder musicians. That's all we do. We don't do anything else. That's it. Uh, we want to make sure the men and women that have served this country have a platform in place to put their talent and craft. I think we might even get ready, Gwinner. You're going to have to start recording some of these poems and uh, doing those, and we'll throw those up there too, man. That's uh, 
your words of inspiration, help, and uh, just taking care of things, man. I just love it. That, did I say anything about the energy tonight? Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. The people are here. Jeremiah, Amanda, thank you. I, I get to say thank you to Kim, Jonathan, and Andrew regularly. So uh, if I don't say it this time, which I already did. Uh, <laughs> awesome song. Awesome. Oh. Thank you so much for all the love on that. I really appreciate it. Um, like I said, that was a really, uh, really introspective song for me. So, uh, you know, I find the the beauty in music is is being vulnerable. You know, the beauty in the human condition is being vulnerable. And uh, I was, it's funny, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine the other day, you know, just about mental health stuff and, and things in general, because that's something I'm very open and honest about, you know, as, as all y'all know. Um, but uh, I had said how, you know, there was a time in my life where, uh, you know, I, I finally stopped holding back. And like now I'm, I'm not afraid to cry in front of anybody. You know what I mean? There's always a stigma around crying and around mental health and guys, we, we, we give each other crap about crying or whatever. And, uh, somebody was, was giving me crap, you know, about, about crying, showing my true emotions. And, uh, and I said, you know, uh, it's entirely possible for me to cry and kick your ass at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? Like I'm not afraid of being human. And, uh, you know, you can you can make fun of it or, or drag me for it as much as you want to. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm very in tune with my emotions and uh, and um, I'm now very open about them. And so that song specifically is is something that, uh, you know, required a little bit of me stepping out to be able to create. So I really do appreciate all your feedback on it uh, because uh, it, it just means a lot to me. So so it hits home whenever I hear uh, good or bad things about my music. I'm not hearing any bad things, brother. I'm not hearing it. So, what's next for? Well, yeah, I I just want to say to it's Dave, right? Not Jeremy. Okay, yeah. Um, that that was a really moving, uh, beautiful song, and I just want to personally thank you for being willing to put yourself out there and to be vulnerable because what other people feel about your vulnerability doesn't say anything about you. It says everything about them, right? And even though they might say something to you about it, they're going to go away and think about it. And sometimes when people have to say snarky things, comedy covers tragedy, right? So what it really means is is you did, you struck something in them. And even if they don't show it in that moment, they're going to think about it. So, you're, so thank you. for Absolutely. Oh, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Um, something. So I was, uh, I'm a head case. I think about everything, uh, way too much. Um, and prior to releasing music, I intentionally told myself, you know, I'm not going to get stressed about this. I'm not going to, you know, it's a, it's a big thing. It's a big step and it is, it absolutely is. And I can, I can give, uh, you know, I, I can honor that and, uh, and appreciate and respect that. But at the same time, I wasn't going to let it be too big. You know, I was just going to put it out there and do my best, put my best foot forward. And, uh, it's funny cause you know, I was, I, I stay, I stay prayed up pretty regularly, you know, and, uh, and as I was just kind of, you know, being grateful and, and, uh, and praying about some of this stuff, I was, I was like, you know, I, you always think about like, well, what about the haters, you know? And I thought about that and, uh, and I was like, you know, it's, it's kind of my job as a musician or as an artist to get people to listen to my music. That's it. Whatever happens after they listen to it, that's entirely on them. That has nothing to do with me. And so, you know, I've had I've had some people reach out and say some some really awesome, great things about this song. I've had some people reach out and say some really not nice things about this song. But all the same, I will say, hey, thanks for listening. That's my job. 
and that's all that matters. And so I, I really appreciate the the positivity and uh, and the negativity. I appreciate uh, to turn into positivity. So uh, I'm I'm really really grateful, and I, I really appreciate your words. Yeah. Well, hey, if you don't have haters, you ain't made it. That's I, right. I got it too. No matter what you do, if you you know I got haters, you ain't made it yet. So. Yep, I hear that for sure. So there's well, actually. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say there, there's actually a lot um, in store for Hooves. My friend uh, came to visit me. Actually, my friend Lynn, um, she's the, the founder, one of the founders of equine therapy. She um, created it, you know, about 25 years ago or so. And I was originally certified through her program. And she was kind of like an icon to me, my hero, like one of my heroes in life. And when we put together this documentary trailer, we played it at the Equus Film Festival, and I had no idea, but her organization sponsored an award for that film festival, and we won it. So a lady who, who didn't know me, who I had been following for 20 years, and we connected that night, and um, now she's become one of my dearest friends, but she came and visited me over Christmas, and... Uh, we were talking about what's coming up for this year. And she looked at me and she was like, man, Amanda, you don't do anything small, do you? <laughs> and I was like, I guess not. Now that you uh, mention it, I, I guess I don't. So so we have a huge year planned uh, kicking off in April with our documentary world premiere. That's in our the town next to us, Mommy, Ohio, in a little theater. And then the film will go to the film festivals. But... We're also offering private screenings. So after April 6th, if you want to bring the film to your town and save veterans' lives, we're going to have some information about how you can do that. We want to get it in every state across the country and hopefully outside the country as well. Sign me up for Massachusetts. Yes. <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about, Dave. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, one of the other things that... Um, I want to say is we've we've added on to the program because I keep learning more crap and throwing it in. And, you know, we really realized that four days was a squeeze for all the content that we were covering. And we used to call these retreats. And uh, oh, hi. Yeah. Quinn's on here. Quinn's one of our alumni. Hi, Quinn. Uh, Monk, we call him. But um, we, we realized it was tight and we had to add another day. So, so this year we've done two things. We've added a fifth day to the healing intensive, which I think is just going to give people just a little bit more time to anchor everything in and process it. And then we've also gone from a four day program to a five day intensive with 11 months of coaching, online coaching afterwards. So what you're going to do at our healing intensive is you're going to radically transform your perspective and your life. And you're going to you know, get that weight off your shoulders. And then you're going to really hone in on like what's next for you. And um, at the and on Saturday night of our healing intensive, we have um, lathes, like wooden wood lathes, tabletop lathes. And I don't know if you guys have seen those pen kits with like the bullet and then the bolt action, but each veteran will actually lathe their own pen. And then Sunday morning, you rewrite your future. With that pen. It's so powerful. And so, you know, Sunday morning, we ask you like, okay, now you're not the same person that you were when you came here. So now who are you going to be? 
what are the traits and the characteristics that you're going to lead your life with? And when you can be that person, what are you going to do? How are you going to spend your time? What's your purpose? And what would you like to have out of this, right? What's, what's in this for you? Because we have to see how it's in it for us as well. And then when you can be and do and have those things, what are you going to give back to the world? What's your give? And so um, they, they take their mission statement. They go into the round pen. You, you guys will see this when the film comes out and they choose the horse that connected them. They connected the most with over the five days and they have to read this mission statement to the group and to the horse. And then uh, I feel like I didn't really share a whole lot about what, what the horses have to do with any of this, but, um, but as non predatory herd animals, they're not like dogs. They don't want to please people. They're really just, constantly responding to their environment and th their senses are hypersensitive so they can actually feel our energy and they can pick up on where we're blocked and i like to say horses reflect the life inside of the human and uh, people like to say like oh well you can't if you're scared around the horse then the horse is going to be scared too and i'm here to tell you in 10 years of doing this that's absolutely not true horses don't respond to our true emotions they respond to the pressure we create inside of ourselves by being inauthentic. And so I've had people yell, scream, cry, fall to the ground, whatever they got to do. And when they're in that authenticity, the horses will actually magnetize to them and surround them. And um, our program is a little bit unique. There's a lot of equine programs out there, different modalities and things like that, but the model that we facilitate, I've actually developed through, um, like Dave, uh, a spiritual download from God. He kind of showed me this way to put the veterans and horses together in a really powerful way. And so now I'm teaching other people how to do that in addition to running our programming. But um, they, they really reflect the life inside of the human and they're going to show you your gap. And then when they show you your gap, we're going to teach you how to put that back together in a way that's going to serve you moving forward. And um, I promise I am not going to go fully down this rabbit hole, but I just feel like I need to touch on it really quick. If I, if I may, if I, if we have time. So we, here's the other thing with trauma, right? So like we tell ourselves and we are told that we can't have the life we want because we have trauma, right? Some people like to use triggers, use the word triggers. And it, it's not my job to carry and be concerned about what your triggers are. I I will do, being a good person, I'm going to do the best I can not to step into those. But, for for example, uh, alcoholism, a, a huge one, huge one. Uh, some of our, I mean, I, I concern about my, my brothers and sisters who drink. I don't have a problem with it. Um, if you tell me you have a problem, I will actually ask the question, I mean, does it hurt, harm, or hinder you for me to consume in front of you? Because I like it. Now, at the same time, at the end of the day, if I really want to do it, I'm going to do it, and you got to carry your load. That, that's bottom line. It, that, that's what it comes to. <laughs> we'll call this one the rabbit hole. Are you happy, <laughs> Jeremiah? Yeah, I mean, to your to your point, you know, I know we've talked a little bit about substance abuse and everything before. Um, you know, I, I told you all about uh, my struggle last time. Uh, you know, I, I was using alcohol as a weapon against myself. 
And but I was doing that intentionally because I, I honestly felt like at that moment I didn't have any other option. And so I get like I said before, I get some crap from people about, you know, uh, saying that recovery looks different on everybody. You know, uh, I no longer use alcohol as a weapon against myself. And it's not because I was an alcoholic. Right. Like in granted that period of my life. Yeah, I absolutely. By definition, I was. But that wasn't the root of it. Right. The root of it was was me trying to suppress everything that I had to deal with because I felt like I couldn't. And so when I took control of my life again, and I had, I had told you all about that, but for those listening and those meeting us now, um, I was active duty in 2015, you know, after my million mile moment, uh, I was prepared to take my life and, uh, and it didn't go to plan. Thank God. But I, uh, I, I realized that I was using alcohol and alcohol wasn't helping me at all. And so, uh, I knew that I had to make a change, but in the, in the, uh, lifestyle and with everything else going on that I had going on, I knew that I couldn't really rely on outside sources either to take care of what I needed to do. And so what I did is I went out and I bought my favorite bottle of whiskey and I poured myself a shot and I left it on my counter for three months and I walked past it every single day. And I had that option every single day. And I had a conversation with myself every single day. And it was a growth journey for me because I was refusing to allow that to be an option at that point in time until I dealt with my trauma, until I dealt with the reason why I was leaning on it. And it was really tough for me. I honestly, I didn't know if I was, if I was ever going to drink again. And that was a, a decision that I wasn't prepared to make right then. And I wanted to make sure I went through this journey before making that decision. And after going through everything, uh, I had to deal with a lot. It was a lot of really uncomfortable stuff. It was a lot of really uncomfortable self-reflection stuff. Uh, that song y'all just listened to came out of that time in my life where uh, I had no other option but to be real and honest about uh, about who I was and what I was dealing with. And um, I was so mad and disappointed at myself because uh, I'm one of those I, – I genuinely enjoy the taste of beer. I enjoy the taste of different whiskeys and bourbons and stuff. And I like, I couldn't tell you the last time uh, I was drunk, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't drink to get drunk. I don't drink, I don't chase those demons, you know, I don't do that stuff. And, uh, and so it was really tough for me and it was, a, it was a very hard journey, but I'm so grateful for it because it gave me that perspective and it allowed me to reel myself back in. And now I have a, a non-abusive relationship with alcohol, but I'm also very open and honest about that time in my life with everybody in my circle, because if they ever feel as though I'm getting back to that or I'm going back to that portion of my life, I want to be kept in check. You know, I, I struggle with depression. I struggle with anxiety and my insomnia will kick the crap out of me on any given night. And there's nothing I can do about it. I am very, very open and honest with my circle and with the people close to me about that, because I want people to be able to have those conversations with me. You know, the more I talk about my mental health struggles, the more I talk about my trauma and my experiences, the more other people can see the warning signs in me or can understand why a certain scenario or a certain situation might make me uncomfortable or might bring a reaction out. Right. And it's nobody else's responsibility as to why I react to life the way that I do. But it's my job and my responsibility to be open and vocal about those things, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's not a topic we might not necessarily want to talk. You know, we don't want to talk about. Um, and I've I've found honestly, like, guys, I just got to say this. Um, it is so unbelievably freeing to be yourself. It is so free to just be your unedited, true and thorough self like no. No presumptions, no, uh, no candy, no sugar coating, you know, just straight up owning who you are, trauma included, unfortunately, you know, 
the things that have shaped and molded you, uh, there's power in that. And that power comes from being able to digest that. And I understand there's people at different points in their healing journey that can't digest certain things. I was there um, and I'm still there in a couple aspects of my life. But every single day, I'm so grateful that I get to wake up and be 10,000 percent true to myself and uh, and, you know, wear this this meat suit and, and be proud of it because because, uh, you know, I feel like I've been through a lot, but I've also overcome a lot to the point where I've changed how I speak about myself and how I speak about my struggles. Cause I used to say, you know, I struggle with depression, but no depression struggles with me and it's going to struggle with me until the end of time. Cause it's not going to win. True. Um, yeah, I had similar, um, <laughs> struggles with alcohol, um, in the military and getting out of the military. And I've, put it down for quite a few years before I, uh, before I realized that I was in the space where I could, I could do it responsibly, you know? Yep. I think it's very important to understand that and to understand who you are and why you can, you know, uh, absolutely. I don't, I never really thought about it in those, in those terms before, but for sure I've went through, I've went through that exact struggle. <laughs> And and uh, they've been on the other side of it now. So, you know, it's easy and it's it's a slippery slope. And what I find interesting about military installations is that, uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of alcohol related incidents and everything. And they never once think like, hey, maybe we should take it easy on the class six. Like that's never that's never a conversation that happens. You know, they don't ever complain about the money they make from the class six every single weekend or weekday if you're in the right unit. Right. Like. <laughs> It's, it's nonstop. It's like, uh, I, it's, it's constant. And, uh, I, that was something that I really had to kind of reel back and, and digest. Was it like, Hey, like, you know, uh, just because it's there doesn't mean it's a, vi- a viable option. And, and even if it is, you should still probably make a choice about it. And so even today I practice saying no, I think saying no is, is one of the most powerful things you can do as an individual, uh, to be true to yourself, be true to your wants and your needs across everything, not just with alcohol or substances or relationship just across the board like hey this is no longer for me uh good luck you know but being able to have the power of no has probably saved me from so many different things in my life including handcuffs (laughs) you know where where you've just had that ability to be like you know what this isn't for me right now and that's now the relationship that i have with everything across the board and i'm just really grateful for that perspective but I think that took back to whether I want to play Beethoven or not. I think that's a process of learning, growing, being educated, being part of, you know, what is the overall big piece of me uh, that you need to figure out. And what's, it's, oh, it's, it's so frustrating. My just, my son just got out uh, uh, and he got out because he went through the, the system during COVID and it was absolutely ruined every part of his uh, uh, what he wanted to do, when he wanted to do, and how he wanted to do it, and uh, never got to do some of the contracts he was supposed to do because they weren't going to ship him this and that. But anyway, the amount, they don't have anything to do in those in those barracks. So you can only play spades for so long at night, and when you don't create and have programming for these young minds that are trying to fill that space with more, they go to the path of least resistance. And for them, it's like, you know, hey, 
we can act like a bunch of jack wagons and uh, drink down a bunch of these twisted teas and, uh, you know, vomit all over each other all night long. That's real fun. Um, but that takes – then there's a new thing that they have to learn out of that as well. Um, and so it, it's – we're not going to fix that problem today. We're here to fix those that are out of the systems right now and are trying to grow um, – Grow, let's grow. I forgot that we didn't throw that out there. Um, I haven't seen Noah around tonight. What's going on? Wonder yeah, that's why he came early. He's not here. Oh, yeah, he was super early. <laughs> those, those Californians, you got the axe, man. I you gonna really went down for us. Uh, yeah, I'd actually love to. And it's funny because, um, the two songs that I had mentioned to you at the beginning of the show, um, are both uh, compatible with all the topics we've had tonight. You know, you first talked about the the video of the girl. Uh, that actually relates to a lot of my song, Slow Down, uh, but I'll get to that after this one. Because uh, to our most pertinent subject, uh, the song, my title track off my album is called Bottled Up. And it's, again, it's a double entendre. Um, I, uh, as I said earlier, you know, I took about a year after a traumatizing music situation to even be able to write songs again. And uh, the first song that came out was this song, Bottled Up, and it was like a lightning bolt. That's what I call it. Um, I wrote the song in about 30 minutes, and it was just it was probably uh, as real and raw as I could be. Um, and I, I recognized that I was, I was using alcohol again, you know, and I was like, man, like, you know, it's why am I doing this stuff? And it was it was because of all the stuff that's bottled up. So um, I'd love to play it for you. Bound up and 
How was that? <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait for Lingo to come out. <laughs> oh, that album, the whole album. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I would love to stay all night, but um, I do. I'm in Florida right now, and I have a couple people waiting um, downstairs for me. Um, but I just want to thank you guys so much for this opportunity. And um, I just had two more things I wanted to, to share just really quick. Um, we have my, so my husband on the, the note of um, substance use and substance coping, um, he was actually an alcoholic uh, when I met him, didn't know how bad it was until a couple of years after we were married. But fortunately he's been sober for five years now. And he started a program called Miles to Freedom. So he took that energy and and I agree, like we have our program has a 76% reduction in substance coping. But that looks different for everybody. And you know, there are some people that come through that hit the bottle daily that can go and have a casual drink. There's some people, my husband's one of them that just can't should not ever touch it again. Sure. Um, but he channeled all that adrenaline and energy into this program and he's been running it for two years it's called miles to freedom and he takes veterans on long distance bike packing trips and thanks to technology he's actually expanding that uh nationally this year and so uh what he's doing is if if you're a veteran and you are interested in long distance cycling like hundreds of miles it's crazy you can join his program virtually and and meet weekly on zoom and this man all he does he eats sleeps breathes and lives youtube videos of bike packing he knows everything there is to know um so he's going to educate and then what we do is we give you a fundraising link and you get people to sponsor the miles that you do weekly and after you get to a certain amount of miles we buy you your own bike packing bike and then the program ends in October and everybody meets in Pittsburgh and you all ride your bike to Washington, DC. And then you do a tour around DC and Arlington and the monuments and everything. It's, it's amazing what he does. And it's amazing. We had a guy come through the healing intensive last year, Brian, and um, he was, he was planning on ending his life. He didn't even want to come. And he was like, well, I'm just going to, I'll just, what's five more days. I'll do it when I get home. Um, the healing intensive saved his life, but he kind of had this looming fear of like, okay, I know I'm different, but what if I snap back at some point? What if I digress or regress? And then Justin took him through the program and he did the ride. And he said he knew when he hit mile zero that he would never go back. 
it gave him the confidence to stay in the work and where he was at. So really, really amazing program. Um, again, doesn't cost anything. Um, you do have to do some fundraising, get some sponsors for your miles, but um, life-changing program. And the last thing we're going to, we're going to do this in September, Suicide Awareness Month, but we are hosting the How Horses Help Symposium. And what we're doing, we've, we've been a part of the Equus Film Festival and the Mustang Summit for a year. We've been traveling around doing these Mustang Summits. So we're bringing a Mustang Summit to our area. And so what they do is they bring in six wild Mustangs and they bring in six professional Mustang trainers and they gentle these wild horses over three days in front of a live audience. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I like to do big things. So we're adding a twist. So what we need is six veterans and the veterans are going to gentle the wild Mustangs under the instruction of the, the Mustang trainers. And we're going to be doing a casting call for those six veterans. So also if in, in no horse experience. So um, if, if you're interested in that, we're going to have an application out soon on our website and we're going to do a casting call for our six veterans who will we'll do that in September. And then we're going to have um, a, a, gal, a charity gala, a Western gala. We're going to have a suicide prevention breakfast. It's going to be this whole big event. Um, and we'll have, we have more on our website for that. But, um, you know, like we were all talking about before we hopped on here, like we got to collaborate. We've got to do things together. We have to get loud. They're never going to listen to us if we don't make noise. And our voice alone is not as big as our voice together. And I think that that's really important. So that that's my my soapbox. But um, I just want to say, if you're if you're listening to this and you're struggling, uh, we actually another thing that we did because we're seasonal is we added an online program, and it's the first lesson that we teach in our healing intensives. And we put that on our website for free for anybody, even if you're not a veteran but you're struggling you can go on and, and take this online class. It's seven questions to find out your human blueprint and then seven questions to help you live in it. And we talk about you know staying, being authentic and staying true to yourself. I always say, if you don't know who you are, everybody else is gonna tell you who you are. And sometimes you don't know if you should say no and you question that because you don't know who you are. But when you learn who you are, it becomes easier to say no because you can say, is this congruent or is this incongruent with my blueprint? Um, so it really helps in, in setting boundaries and just living more on purpose and, and authentically. But um, that's on the website as well. Everything I, I spoke about is on the website, but I just want, want you to know that if, if you're about and you're struggling and you've been told, I'm always going to have PTSD, I'm always going to have depression, I'm always going to have anxiety. It's not true. I'm telling you, I was non-functioning and I have not had, I haven't had a, PTSD symptom, a depression symptom, or an anxiety symptom in 10 years. You can heal. We're doing it at Hooves. I, I do want to say it's not for everybody. Not everybody is ready to come to Hooves. But if you are at that point where you are ready to go all in, put in the work, you want to show up, I promise it'll change your life. Um, but if, if there's any questions or any way that I can support you, uh, or you want to learn more, please feel free always to reach out. Uh, all our contact info is at hooves.us. 
and we've posted all of your links in here today and tonight and uh amazing job amazing i need you to commit to uh meeting with us sooner than later so we can continue our conversation absolutely i'm available all day tomorrow so if you want to text me let's hop back on and um i think that we have big things to do together Amen. for sure amen and so also just because i know you're trying to get out of here the We've been uh, communicating through a text thread today, so you have Jeremiah's uh, number in there. I can, I'll break it down, and let you know who the last fours of everyone is. So, yeah, perfect. And I followed you on on Facebook as well. So, and I'll share that as well on our. Facebook. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. It's awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. I look forward to uh, to meeting with you and and working together and collaborating. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a great year. So absolutely. Thank you all so much. I hope you have a Thank wonderful you, day. And we Thank will you. next soon. Keep up have the amazing work. Good night. Bye. I can't let that happen. I don't get to go to the We bottom. uh we got a pretty pretty awesome job. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we always say we do this selfishly, Jonathan. That's, this is how awesome is it? This is it's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. It'll <laughs> never get old. That's for sure. It's always fresh. That's right. Yeah. It's um. There is always an innate sense of energy for every time we come on, and every weekend we come on, and even on our Monday. Uh, exposure piece of what we're trying to do as the people's patriot project and uh there's always energy there's always excitement there's always a drive but uh i mean i felt like i was hit in the face by the the holy spirit tonight it was just like holy cow are we going to be able to hold on to the reins on this thing and uh um i we're not done The, the the whole thing is we shouldn't be surprised we're not done the amount of people we have coming in and listening now is just ridiculously awesome. Um, I just want everyone to understand that there's, there's, I don't like using the word hope, but the word is hope. It, it, that, that's the real word. I mean, if, if it's ugly today and it's ugly at this minute, reach out, knock on wood. We're here. Um, I, I get to brag and we do get to brag and we are going to continue to brag. And so we don't get to brag anymore. But since we started the people's Patriot project within our network and we're growing every week because we bring people every week and we bring more, um, we've not lost one person. Um, and I'm going to celebrate that. And it scares the hell out of me to announce it because I know the demons of the world don't want us to be successful. I know that's getting onto a spiritual thing, and but I know that they don't want us to be successful. And I will tell you why they don't want us to be successful. Because we've watched people try to burn this down already. We've the only way, watched. the only way for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing, for good people to do nothing, for people to not tell their stories. The fact that we are still talking is is especially about our struggles and our shortcomings and our issues and our problems is literally taking the power away from those that you currently speak of. And you know, some people come in here and they, you know, I get, I do get the personas. I do get, I understand this isn't for everybody, but you know what? You need to take time to understand and educate yourself. Please take that time. 
it's again, I have no desire to learn to play music like Beethoven. I, I have no desire to drive or ride or pedal a bike 0.2 miles anywhere. So, I mean, I'm not going to join her bike program or her husband's bike program. Um, that's not what I'm going to be doing. But you know what? What I get to do is I get to go around the country and do shows like this and stream shows and put my paws on people. And I like it. And I enjoy it. And it sounds weird, but that's okay. Especially when I talk in this voice. Creepy voice. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got chill bumps right now just thinking about our event coming up in Louisiana on uh, March 23rd. I got chill bumps. There's things. Chris Turner wants us to come down to Nashville in the worst way. I want to be in Nashville in the worst way. Um, I, my, it sucks that I owe, I have to put food on the table and I have to, I have to stay at my job. And I like this, this next, I don't know how 12 weeks I have to miss like nine days of work because a, my mission B other things that we do. And, and I can't, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to weasel my way down the Nashville. I think what's going to happen. That's <laughs> it, it, we have to be there. Uh, is that, is this Dylan? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, there's amazing things happening across the country. Amazing people doing it. Um, and we'll, we'll hear more about that stuff coming up here in a second. Jeremiah Bones, what is yes, next sir. for you? What, what are you working on next? Uh, this next song, uh, well, it's called Slow Down. Um, well, I wasn't I, talking uh, about next song. I was talking about like in life. What's next? What What are you going to do next in your music world? Well, uh, as I told you, I'm getting featured on a, on a Boston country radio station at the end of the month, which is pretty big because I didn't see that one coming. And that's a huge blessing to me. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Um, I was supposed to have released a new song this month and that was on the schedule, but my producer got bronchitis and, uh, that sent a wave and a ripple through everything. And so sometime in March, I'll be releasing my next song, uh, which I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I might even do like a double release that month because we, we, pl the goal was to release a new song and video every month until my album drops. And so I still plan to do that. Um, but you know, obviously health and, and everything else comes first. So I'm, I'm really grateful that, you know, the producer was able to get over that stuff and, and take care of it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about timing. So I, uh, <laughs> I know that it's not my timing for all this stuff and I'm just really grateful to, to have the opportunity to share. So I'm looking forward to releasing the new stuff, but at the same time, you know, it's given some of my, uh, my release stuff to, to get some air to breathe, you know, and, and hang out there a little bit longer than anticipated. So, um, I have my album coming out this year. It'll be released no later than uh, the end of the spring. And um, something that, that I have always kind of had as a goal of mine in life is I said that when I release music, you know, the, um, the music is the story, right? But I love storytelling and I'm really big on music videos and I don't know why a lot of artists aren't. And so one of my goals is to have a music video for every single one of the songs that I release because I just love telling that visual story about where it comes from and what it's about and kind of honing in on that. And so 
uh, I'm not going to release every music video all at once, but I'll put my album out there, you know, and release a, a handful of videos first and then kind of go back through and, and, and finish those videos before I release the next album. But I have like, I got like three in the pipe, man. I've been doing nothing but writing for the last 15 years. So I have, I have quite a bit to work from and I'm just really excited to start releasing it and putting it out there and share with y'all and get feedback because, uh, I just, I just love it. I love it all the way through to my core. Uh, somebody could, could probably say the, the meanest thing in the book to and about me and my music. And I would smile in their face and play the next song. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just love it, you know? Um, and so I'm really excited and I'm super grateful for platforms like this and for people like you to even take the time to sit here and listen to, you know, some bumpkin from Massachusetts play on his guitar. Um, that's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I just, I feel honored. So I'm really grateful to have y'all here and for y'all to have me here. Cause uh, I feel uninvited to a lot of circles, but I'm clearly invited into this one. So I'm, I'm, I can't say enough nice things about all of y'all. Well, you're, you're welcome. Uh, here listen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. I'll give you an encore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so you got another song you want to play for us? Yeah. So this song is called slow down and, um, it's a song that I had started writing. It was actually one of the oldest songs that I started writing, but never finished. I never knew how to finish it. And, uh, turns out when you have a writing and creative spirit, like I do, sometimes some songs are meant to be released at certain times of your life after you've graduated from certain things. And, uh, and, I always knew that I was going to release a song. I always knew I was going to complete this song, but I never knew how. And uh, in the last, you know, four or five years, I figured out how. And I wrote this song and uh, and finally finished it. And uh, it's all based on 100% true aspects of my life uh, and life lessons. And uh, it's something that I, I think is is a message that, uh, I like to replay for myself because I'm a, I'm a very active individual and, uh, I often get caught up in, in, the uh, the chaos of life, you know, and, and how quickly everything can kind of happen. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I don't know where music comes from, but I'm grateful that I'm the, I'm the one tuned into this frequency because, uh, this song is something that, that really speaks to my soul. And it's a, it's a reminder to me, uh, to enjoy the moment you know, and to, to enjoy the stages of life because there are stages, right. And, uh, and this kind of touches on that. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to take my headset off again. So I apologize. I won't be able to hear y'all, but, uh, but this is called slow down. Yeah. 
That's the truth right there. That's that literally is the truth. Just I don't know, man. There's so many life lessons in that conversation. I know we're excited to have fun. I know we're excited to be part of everything. I know you're excited to do you want to experience everything. Slow down. It's 
Your mind is racing, wondering how you're going to make it till tomorrow. You've got A, B, C, D, E, F, and G all up in your business. All your relationships are falling apart because of all the other stuff. Slow down. Take a breath. I don't know if any of you have been involved in being a first responder, and I know it's not necessarily how the Army teaches and trains stuff because it's go, 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 go. But uh, going into the scene, the most important thing you can do is walk. Gather your intel. Gather the scenario. And then take your time and react. And that is the same thing you need to do in your life when crisis is happening. And some of the stuff that is in the song isn't about crisis. It's about <laughs> being a kid and riding your bike and doing your thing and going and pulling the pigtails of somebody and, or burning the frog or whatever you're trying to get done. But um, I wish someone would have taught me to slow down. I'm, I'm so grateful for all the people in my life that taught me to slow down, man, because I'm a uh... I've been a go, go, go kid my whole life, you know, and um, I felt really guilty because when my when my grandfather passed away, uh, my brother and my sister wrote these really, really nice tributes to and about him, you know, and uh, and I remember having a relationship with him, but I didn't know how to put it into words then. And uh, and so he 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 passed away. I mean, about about 15 years ago uh, when I first began writing that song. And like I said, it took me a long time to be able to, to finish it because I, I didn't have the life experience necessarily to, to do it yet, you know, and, um, kind of reliving that. I, uh, I get emotional with that song cause, uh, I feel like it's a tribute to him, you know, and, uh, to the journey. And, uh, I'm grateful for that cause, um, I don't know where I'd be. I don't know where I'd be without the people around me to include all y'all. Right. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I tell people all the time. Um, I don't, I don't know whose life this is, but it's pretty cool that I'm driving. Um, you know, I, I just, I love being in the moment, being able to share, share real life, true moments with people and be vulnerable and be honest about the things that, that hurt or scare or, uh, create us, you know? And, um, and that's something that song specifically just really gets to me just because of, uh, like I said, oh, every part of that song is true. You know, uh, I, uh, I used to run from the cops way too much before I went in the military. And, uh, and I'm talking like right up until the day I left for basic, you know, I had, I had a Mustang. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, uh, it was really quick, you know, it was really easy to get in trouble with. And, uh, you know, I think back to those times and how my life could have very easily gone a very different way from, from making some of the choices that I made, you know, and I'm just so very grateful to, to be here and now where I'm at both spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, and, uh, and I wouldn't be anywhere near where I, where I am right now, if it wasn't for that journey. And so I, I like being able to reflect and look back on that and, uh, and tell that story. Cause, um, man, I was a, I was a, I was a rambunctious kid. I'd like to tell you I've graduated. I don't think I have. I just think I've been in remission for a little bit. You know, uh, I drive a minivan now, so it's not nearly as fun as a Mustang, but uh, you know, there's, there's always those, uh, those life lessons that come through in your daily life. And, uh, 
my grandfather's voice, uh, you know, that first time he told me, slow down. It wasn't, it, the funny thing is that it wasn't nearly as, uh, as poetic as I make it sound in, in the song. You know, he was a, uh, he was a Korean war veteran and, uh, <laughs> he was really pissed that I was about to crash into his boat on a tricycle with no brakes. So, um, you know, but, but there was a lot of life lessons in that and, uh, and a lot of, a lot of things that, that I'm just grateful for, you know, despite the rough edges that, that made me who I am today. And, uh, I don't know that, that song just always kind of gets to me. That's a good one. It should. <laughs> I'm going to get in a lot of trouble with Miss Eichmann because she's got to break this video down into the podcast. And, uh, we are, <laughs> I think we can officially say we have now and we'll go past our first two hour show. Which uh, I honestly, how would is there anything else we would have done differently? There, there's not. It was the time. It was the place. It needed to happen. Uh, <laughs> I do want to, and it is that time. We're going to get to our uh, call to action here in a minute, but uh, um, I'll do that during my closing piece, and uh, we will uh, start the the download to uh, bring in this uh, sh- this episode. 189. Um, I have an idea what we should call this show because it's something that Jeremiah used earlier. Um, um, Opportunity, circumstances, and choices. That's where we're at. And you all have opportunity. You all have circumstances. You all have choices to be made. And I hope those choices are to be with us tomorrow. Um, we can get through the circumstances. We can create opportunity, and uh, we'll get there. I actually just kind of went into a dialogue. I apologize, Jonathan. You're 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 up, buddy. Um, I just think that we're all blessed in some way, shape, or form. Most of us, especially myself, are probably blessed way more than we ever deserved to be. Um, Amen. So. Something that was said earlier was, you know, what what are you going to use your blessing to accomplish? How how do you use what you've been given, and you know, use it to use it to bless others, man? Pass, pass it on. It doesn't end with you. You can right. you can be used to bless others as well. Um, so that's that's pretty much my takeaway from tonight is. is be useful. <laughs> Use the things that you were given that that, that didn't cost you anything, uh, and and choose to be of use to someone else. Mr. Bones. Yeah, I uh, I have to agree with that sentiment because, um, man, I. Uh, I don't know where I'd be in life if if people didn't share their shortcomings with me to give me perspective and give me help when I was in my darkest moments. You know, um, I got to give a shout out to uh, to Inspire Church out in Waikele in, uh, in Hawaii. You know, I was stationed on Oahu the entire time I was active duty. And when I was in the middle of uh, of my, uh, I mean, trauma and, and struggles and, and problems and everything, that church surrounded me with some really great people. That, that gave me real life answers about some things and had some real hard conversations with me. Uh, Pastor Mike Kai out there is is absolutely phenomenal and the, the programs that they run out there between recovery and everything else, uh, 
have helped my family more than than they'll ever know. And if it weren't for communities like that, I honestly can say I, I don't know if I'd if I'd if I'd be here where I am today, you know. And so, um, I just I can't say enough good things about the community, um, about anybody who circles the rat the wagons around anybody who's in need, you know. And I feel like uh, continually finding those people, such as I've found with y'all, has. Uh, has just really been uh, even more eye-opening to how important this mission is, right? To not only talk about our mental health and not only help the people that need it, um, but to continually pour back into that, right? And 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 fill ourselves as vessels with the things that we can pour out onto others, you know? And I, I just, man, uh, I'm so grateful for the, the knowledge and the grace and the forgiveness and the... Uh, the experience that, that I've been given, um, you know, either primarily or through various other sources to be able to sit here in front of y'all today and, and just absolutely pour my heart out with, uh, with no, no qualms or reasons or, or questions, you know, and that's, there's not very many environments that, that we can do this as, as veterans and first responders. So I really appreciate y'all and everything that you do. I'm grateful every single time I get to be, uh, involved with y'all. Uh, you guys are doing great things and, uh, I'm just so excited to see, you know, how many more people come out of this better than they, than they, uh, originally intended. You're a blessing, brother. You're a blessing. Miss Eichmann. Well, thank you for the accolades. I, it's hard sometimes to accept the praise because it seems too easy on our part. So thank you. Thank you. So, um, Jonathan, I feel like I, took your lessons. I wrote some notes down tonight, but um, really it comes down to this. Um, the messages happening are so overlapping with, so at the beginning of the show, the coolest thing was before the show, you guys were talking, uh, you and Amanda, such a similar mission, such a similar background, such a similar um, passion moving forward. And then the documentaries, you know what? I, I almost tipped backwards because we don't plan these things. We didn't ask you to come the day she was coming. There was no plan. We just said, hey, Jer Jeremiah, you want to be here this day or this day? And you came on this day. And that's that's a bigger piece than us putting that together for us. So um, absolutely love that. And then uh, as I was listening to Amanda speaking and sharing, um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, David, it's so hard to call you both. But anyway, um, you were back there agreeing and nodding and and just the fired up piece and then Peterson's fired up. Um, you guys, we have the same passion. We have the same mission. We have the same desire to help, to support, to get people through. Kimmer's over there. She's she's a verified, justified leader in this. And and um, that is super exciting um, as well. And, and I think I said this before, but there's a lot of people doing the awareness piece out there. We can keep doing the awareness pieces. We are digging deeper in and finding those people that are doing the move it forward. There's there's so much that can be done moving forward and getting people out of the ruts they're in and keeping them moving forward as well. Um, we need to put all of this passion and desire and movement together. That's what we do. We claim the, um, the uh, collaboration of like-minded groups, and that's what we're here for as well. So thank you. And Amanda, thank you too. If you ever see the end of this incredibly long show. <laughs> um, okay, and with that, I have to share next week's 
guest. Can I go ahead and do that? Is this my yes. All right. Next week's guest, we have, well, I don't know what we have because I closed that document. And if someone else can check for me, I'm sorry. We, I still uh, have uh, Jeremiah Bones and Amanda Held. So, um, Wilk, so Wilk anyway, who? We got Wilk. Oh, shoot. Derate the hate with Wilk Wilkerson. Uh, I saw two of his videos today. Um, check him out. Wilk Wilkerson. You can't get it wrong. Um, go find Wilk Wilkerson. He's uh, spoiling his wife this weekend, I think, because she got left behind a couple weeks ago. Um, that probably won't happen again. Um, so he'll be on with us. His passion matches. Um, and then I'm just going to bring this up. This is too, is kind of Jonathan's. And so jump in. Um, this is the really long URL to get tickets for our WP3 Shock and Awe Fest. Um, those of you in that area or who are going to come to that area, um, pre-order your tickets so we make sure we have room for you, which is funny. Not funny, right? Um, I believe we have six or seven vendors now, and I don't know how many food competition teams. Um, keep it rolling. This is exciting, and I... It gets more and more and more exciting for me every time I look in to our ticket sales thingy. Um, it's event, right? It's not a thingy. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we got coming up. And uh, I don't know, watch for Peterson in Nashville in case it happens. Uh, flights were pretty reasonable. So Chris Turner, let's get you and Peterson's paws on each other again. Whoa, anyway, thank you. I think they've got something going on. Gabriel and Adam announced they're together today. And so I don't want to stop. Yeah. Uh, Miss Kimmer. Hi, I'd like to thank uh, Jeremiah there. I can't wait for your album to drop. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you and, so much. And if I may, Mark, I'd like to finish out with a poem. Please do. Today, Beethoven, I am a warrior, right? So I will continue to fight these battles that I struggle with as I'm listening to Beethoven's fifth. You know, the part that's so powerful, like it must be masterful, like it, I must be masterful. Be strong and courageous because emotions such as these are contagious. I can feel them within me gets my soul pumping with glee makes me feel stronger than what I was I was doubting myself because I wasn't happy with the actions I took because these because they robbed me just like a crook stripping away my happy feelings during the time in which I was healing but today is a new day and I get a second chance in which I shall enhance my abilities to continue to grow so negative emotions will go some other place outside my head. Yes, it's a wonderful day to get out of bed. I shall face today like in a Beethoven way, powerful, majestical, because that's what I crave. I got to say something after that. We probably won't even mention that she probably just wrote that. She, you know, she just did. That was all the content of the show. What the hell, winner? 
Sorry, not sorry. Gosh dang. You are one of the most inspiring people I know on earth. I'm just, I take it, own it, love it, be it. Tim Winter, you're an amazing human being. I just, just, you put it all, and it was exact, it was articulate, it was, you blew, you, you, you blow my mind. You're, thank you for who you are. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You got me a little weepy eyed right now. I don't know, smoke inhalation over here, but I just, uh, a couple of homework pieces we do. Uh, we want to make sure that we're there. We're not the only ones out there. Um, I'd like to take ownership, but we can't and we won't. Uh, we got our brother down in Texas uh, getting ready April 13th, uh, doing an event down there with Sergeant Records. That's uh, Scotty uh, Frazier and his crew of people down there that just get her done. So if you're down in the Texas area, well, I can't say Texas area. If you're, if you're in the Houston area, because uh, that's a big state, uh, check it out. Be there. Uh, doing amazing things down there. Um, again, if you're an organization that uh, is, uh, if you you got boots on the ground, reach out to us and let us share your mission. That is what we do. Um, yeah, I'll keep. I gotta keep my mouth shut on some stuff. If you get a chance, go check out this. This uh, documentary is freaking phenomenal. It made me more angry than happy. Um, we do have one of our great friends, Chris Moore, uh, and his, uh, um, I, I suppose, be real, his ex-wife, uh, who uh, they just couldn't, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, and it talks about, uh, it, it targeted uh, significant first responders on the East Coast, uh, a dispatcher, a police officer, and a firefighter. And uh, it, it just shares the legitimate plight of these men and women who actually at one time were looking for help and resources and it just it wasn't there. And uh, you're not going to like the outcome of some of the stuff and there's some celebrations and others. Um, our call to action, everyone's got one of these. It is so simple. I'm asking you to reach out to six people Literally type, I was just thinking about you. Take your phone, if, uh, our podcast people. Take your phone, six people in your um, your database, in your contact list, what do you want to call it. Yes, we are veterans and first responders first, but we know that this is an issue that covers all spaces of life. And so if you're someone that you think that needs to hear that message, Reach out to them. I am going to ask you, and I do this every week. Everyone, so if, if it's, it sounds like a broken record, but it is our call to action. Reach out to one person that you think was the untouchable. Like we went too far. We can't bring the relationship back. Reach out to that one person for yourself. You know what? It can do one of a couple things. A, it can clear your slate. B. You can uh, resurrect that relationship. See, it can make a difference in someone else's life. Uh, we're not here to uh, tear down what other people's missions are. That's not our job. Uh, we're not here to judge what other people are dealing with. That's not our job. Our job is to reach out and take care of our brothers and sisters. We appreciate all of you. 
my gosh, the energy was amazing tonight. We thank you all for being here. We thank all the listeners that came in. We're part of uh, just being part of the the dialogue in the chat. And uh, we love our brothers and sisters. We love WP3 Nation. We love all you that came out here tonight. It's not a word I use very often. Um, it's a word I think is overused. But uh, we use with you or I use with you. We are with you. And we want to be in this ride with you. Jeremiah, you're always welcome here. Uh, and I'm excited to see great things. Um, our hearts go out to the community of Burnsville here in the state of Minnesota. We're still working through that piece. Uh, we constantly see other coming through. Again, if there's someone or a veteran or first responder uh, who you think needs to be memorialized, uh, please send the name our way because to remember is not enough. We appreciate all of you again. I'm stalling because I'm trying to find the, the exit clip and uh, Patriot Pride. <laughs>